Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Today I'm happy to announce a new sponsor. It's DriveThroughHistory.com. Western history has led us to the most prosperous age in the history of humanity. And yet more and more, our kids are taught to be ashamed of their country. Are you tired of Common Core, Howard Zinn-influenced, revisionist history in our schools? Do you want your family to have fun learning about history that you can trust? Do you want your kids to learn to love history? Then DriveThroughHistory.com is for you. The guys over at DriveThroughHistory.com have created a world of entertaining, on-location, video-based courses for your kids. They've got ancient history, American history, biblical history, and world history. Perfect for all of you who find yourself homeschooling for the first time. It's fun, and your kids are going to love it. To learn more, head over to drivethruhistory.com forward slash Zuby, Z-U-B-Y, where they've got streamed courses and old school DVDs, and you can use the code Zuby, Z-U-B-Y, at checkout for 20% off any order. That's drivethruhistory.com forward slash Zuby. Go check it out. I am the man, sick with the slang, sick and I'm destined for fame. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls around the world? I would like to welcome you back to the Real Talk with Zuby podcast. Now, on today's episode, we have got on a bodybuilder, we have got on the CEO of MTS Nutrition, and also the chief marketing officer of tigerfitness.com. And this is, of course, the one and only Mark Lobliner. Welcome to the show. What's up, big man? Thank you for having <laughs> me. This is great. This is great, man. I've been a fan of your stuff. Um, and it's, it's, it's crazy that you watch my stuff because I've been following your progression throughout the social medias. And, and it's, uh, I, always, I always call you the, and I've said this before, you're, you're the best thinker we have on the internet right now. Your ability to dissect objectively different topics and information, whatever that topic may be, is profound. So, you. you know, it's, it's great to get, get to sit here and talk to you. I'm, I'm honored, man. Thank you very much, man. And likewise, man, I, I, uh, I think I first found out about you through the old school days on bodybuilding.com. And oh, God, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I literally remember uh, reading some articles that you probably wrote well, 
well over a decade ago and uh, some of the cutting logs and diet logs and stuff like that. So I think I found out about you through that. And then um, your your YouTube channel, when I remember seeing you starting up MTS Nutrition, all of that. I mean, I, and I think that's one of the funny things with the internet is you can see you can see view counts and you can see numbers and stuff, but you don't really know who is, you know, people are watching, you know, people are paying attention, but you don't really know who it is. So it's always funny, like even doing this podcast, there's so many people who that I've been checking out their stuff for many years. They've been checking out my stuff for many years and we didn't yeah. sort of necessarily know, know that. So I think it's really cool. I, I think that's the cool thing. And for those of you who don't know, before we had these things called Twitter and Facebook, there were message boards and bodybuilding.com, who's my my arch enemy competitor right now was actually, they, they, that was where everybody went. They had these forums. And if you had a question about what supplements to take, what training program, um, whatever it is, they had a MISC section where a bunch of weirdos went there and talked about really weird things. It was the hub. It was the original social media. And we literally got together and like, you, you do things like, hey, you know, I'm going to diet for 30 days. Boom, boom, boom. And that's actually one of the ways I started my old company before I started these. I owned a company called Salvation. They make a product called Extend. Not the penis enhancer, but the <laughs> fresh amino acid, um, that product. And it's a different industry, so I had no trademark um, law, so I could sue them for using my name. We had a, an Exter- a Nissan Xterra wrapped with Extend. And my wife would drive around, you know, you know, standard suburban wife with, kid, with kids in there. People like, hey, is that the penis pill? She's like, um, with my <laughs> kids. <laughs> so, so I sold that in 2011. And what, I sold that company in 2011. And one of the things we did to promote the company was I logged. And that's how I got started in bodybuilding is I logged my journey, my first show to help promote the company. I had no interest in being a bodybuilder. I love training. I love being muscular, all that. Yeah. But I always thought bodybuilding was weird. You know, you got a bunch of dudes in tights being judged <laughs> by, by other dudes. It's like, yeah. what is this? And, and then I'm like, wait a second. I can't sell this stuff. I need to do something. So in a mad grab, I just, I logged my prep for my first show, which is how I got into bodybuilding. So funny you saw me there. It's a, it's a, it's a rich history we have. Yeah, man, most definitely. So for people who don't know you, I mean, you've talked a little bit about your history there, but on my show, I always like to go, go back in time and really understand where people are coming from, understand people's life story and what it is that has led them up to the point where they're doing what they are now. So can you kind of run us back a little bit and just tell us a little bit about your, your growing up and everything like that? Yeah, I'm going to do the Cliff's Notes version. It can, it, it, there, there's a lot of intricacies. This could be okay. a four-hour conversation. But essentially, you know, I grew up, um, I, I grew up by no means rich. Um, my mom's a drug addict. My father died at a pretty early age of complications of type 2 diabetes. And, you know, I had, a, I, I had a pretty good, the good thing is my parents stayed together, you know. And my dad was very loyal, um, despite my mom's, you know, um, issues, so to speak. And I was able to play sports. I had a roof over my head. Um, I went through some things that were very traumatic, but, you know, I just moved forward. I'm one of those guys like, look, you know, Choice Theory is a great book. And I read that after all this went down. And Choice Theory states, you know, you, you just, you, there's nothing you can do about the past. You can't yeah. fix it. You just got to move on. And today is a new day. And so, you know, long story short, I grew up. And I was able to witness a lot of things, grow up in a, a disadvantageous position and have to overcome and actually build that, you know, survival of the fittest, kind of that, that fight or flight that a lot of kids who don't have adversity don't get to handle. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't develop that response in their body. And, you know, I found out 
I found I was pretty good at sports. And so I was able to get into college or get a college pretty much taken care of by playing American football. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not soccer. We call it soccer. I don't know why we <laughs> stole that name from y'all anyway. And uh, if you say football and you mean American football in the UK, they will fight you. Yo, I found oh, yeah. that at the Harvard. Oh, yeah. Um, so. I, 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 uh, I proposed in a tweet last year of, that I think American football should be called hand egg. Uh, <laughs> what you guys call football, call soccer, should definitely be football. And soccer should yeah. be female boxing. <laughs> I, actually, I actually think the Australians got it right. I went there. They call it gridiron. I think that's a gridiron. dope name. Yeah, that, yeah, that's dope. I think the Australians got it. Long story short, I went to college. I ended up graduating pretty early. I got a job with Weeder Publications. I worked my way through school from stupid jobs like stocking shelves at a pet store to selling shoes at Big Five Sporting Goods to you know personal training. And that's where I found fitness. And being that my parents were both extremely the epitome of unhealthy, I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to be like them. I saw their quality of life was absolute, absolutely horrible. Mm. Horrible quality of life, you know, between the drug use and the overeating and the diabetes. My dad got, had to have a kidney transplant, you know, went blind. Everything went like everything from, I mean, I don't know if this is too graphic, but he lost his ability to perform as a male, mm. you know, through diabetes. I'm like, that's real. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I went on and I got a career with Weeder Publications and they were bought by American Media. Weeder Publications, Muscle and Fitness, Flex, Men's Fitness. So I was able to work on those, work my way up. Started at Weeder at 19 years old. By the age of 22, 23, I was, I was in the executive meetings. You know, it was actually pretty cool. Uh, working alongside the bigwigs at American Media from David Pecker, who's still there, who's just in the news now for something he did with Trump. Can't remember what it was. And uh, yeah, he was, it, it was an awesome beginning. And from there, I actually started a company called Instone with a few people and Sylvester Stallone. It was Sylvester Stallone's nutrition company. Mm-hmm. Uh, they fired me. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> and after they fired me, I, I figured if I can't make it work with Rocky, it's time to start my own thing. So that's when we started Cyvation. Okay. Sold that. The, the goal of Cyvation was to create a company. I was tired. Like I, I knew too much about the industry and it was dirty. I didn't like a lot of things that were going on. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to bring at that time we had labels that have proprietary blend where it didn't list out what the ingredient was, but it just listed like 10 ingredients and then a total. And to me, that, that pissed me off. So I wanted to come out with a brand that didn't do that and had transparency and used only the, the best NSF GMP certified manufacturers. And that's where we launched Cyvation. And there we came up with a few products. One was Extend, which is now. I mean, after I sold it, Cellucor bought it. Like it's owned by Cellucor now, the, okay, the yeah, group yeah. that Nutribolt, the group that owns Cellucor. So 2011, I sold that, linked up with Tiger Fitness, started MTS Nutrition. And 2018, we launched the Outright Bar in October. And, and here we are. So this long and short, I've been married to my high school sweetheart, shoot, since 2002. Okay. And um, yeah, it's been a long time. Been a long time. 18 years of marriage, 23 years together. I have three kids. So that's the background of who I am. That, that's awesome, man. There's... There's so much there. There's so much there. And I love what you do, man. I mean, you're, you're, you inspire me on multiple levels because there's, there's a lot there, man. There's a lot there from family life to, you know, the fitness and the training and nutrition and overcoming adversity and mindset. And I find that what really, there's, there are some people I just feel like I, I connect to whether or not I've met them in person yet, but I feel like we're on a very similar wavelength and we have a similar, similar sort of worldview, right? A similar sort of mm-hmm. idea of 
personal responsibility and working hard and entrepreneurship and not making excuses and not dwelling on the past and trying to move forward and you know the importance of family the importance of uh you know having having principles and everything like that and i can see that all throughout yeah. this journey this is something that has guided you and oddly i mean it's it's actually funny that i i find it funny that when it comes to big muscular people that there is this sort of meathead stereotype of people who go to the gym or who have muscles or who are buff or who are in shape being uh you know just sort of like stupid or empty headed or whatever there, there's this real stereotype and it's mm -hmm. funny because in my entire life i have for the most part of course there's exceptions i have generally found the opposite to be true right if i mm -hmm. see someone who has really built up an impressive physique and whatnot that takes a certain level of discipline and hard work and responsibility, et cetera. It's actually, I find it positively correlates with that person having certain, uh, I don't know, values or belief systems, et cetera. I think a lot of people view it almost like uh, some sort of video game, a role-playing game, where if you assign too many points to strength, then you know, you, you've got to, you, you, you lose some in yeah. the intelligence or you, or you lose in the charisma. It's like, no, you can be intelligent <laughs> and charismatic and strong by doing one of them. You're not detracting from the other. So it's just uh, something. Yeah, ab absolutely. And I think that's one thing people don't realize is that when you exercise, it's the only thing we can do where your brain immediately starts firing more neurons, start picking up more neurons, mm -hmm. starts getting better. If you look at your brain scan before and after a walk, before a walk, your brain is literally gray. Afterwards, there's lights popping up all over the place. It's red, it's green, it's blue. It's crazy. And, and just put in perspective, a lot of the guys I know, you look at what it takes, the commitment it takes to train. Like, look at my personality type. I've been the same girl since I was 16 years old, you know? I know a lot of people in fitness just do it for the girls, this and that. But if you look at Mr. Olympia, Brandon Curry, he's, he literally trains at the same gym as me. You know, he's a good friend. Same guy, four kids, wife, been together forever, known each other since high school. I see, obviously, there's going to be different ends of the spectrum for every population. Mm -hmm. But I actually see more of that in this industry. Another great thinker, he's a, he's a big MAGA guy, actually, Steve Kuklo. He was, I think, fourth at the Arnold this year. You know, another guy, you know, married, just, just very very straightforward, has his, you know, has his life, has his good, you know, Texas living thing. You know, I think that we get pigeonholed because back in the day, yeah, maybe bodybuilding was a way to, you know, make money and not really do much um, mm. because you get paid literally to get on stage and pose in tights. And, and <laughs> I don't, I don't see, you know, I can see that. And, and it's just, we, we kind of look dumb. Like we walk, we lumber around. I get it. Mm. I understand the stereotype, but you know, it, it always comes a thing when if I make one contradictory post on Twitter, <laughs> it's like, it's like of all things you could say about me, you know, I, I look kind of funny. I got whatever. It's like the steroid thing and the, the tiny penis thing. It's like, okay. <laughs> and a lot of, a lot of it parallels what's happening in every other facet of life. Think about it. Like, dude, the media, creatine is the most proven safe supplement there is. The media still to this day calls it a steroid. When the media screams and screams, Planet Fitness with their lunk alarm commercials, you know, the big dumb meathead in movies, basically what the media has done to bodybuilders is what the media is doing now to black Trump voters. What mm -hmm. the media is doing now to, to anybody of Latino heritage, every, everybody who votes Trump, yeah, anyway. basically you're a racist, yeah. you're a racist. 
when I can't really find much that Trump, look, Trump's, a, <laughs> there's a lot of words to describe Trump, yeah. a lot of really mean words. I'm not a bit, I'm not a huge Trump guy. I'm not wearing a MAGA hat. He's got my vote now because of the competition and because of my values mm-hmm. and what he's actually done in office. Yeah. But like, if you look at what the media is doing now, bodybuilding is a direct parallel. So if, if you scream the lie loud enough, like I saw you post the other day about the Charlottesville thing oh, that yeah, Trump yeah. said, those white nationalists are fine people or whatever. He never said that. He literally said still, the opposite. Yeah. If you, you can point it out all you want, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So you can have a bunch of bodybuilders. You know, I know a lot of science guys. Darren Willoughby is one of them. He's a, one of the most respected scientists in kinesiology, physiology. The guy's like 300 pounds ripped. Like, <laughs> not ripped, but he's a big dude. You don't yeah. want to fight him. And uh, yeah, he, you know, he doesn't look very smart, but he's a genius. Mm. And if you look at all the thinkers now, you look at all the guys, a lot of these guys are in shape. A lot of these guys work out. And I don't know if you get it too, but ever since I got going on Twitter about a year ago is when I was like, hey, I like Twitter better than the other social mediums because you meet people like you. Like Instagram for me, I do it, but it's more like, look at me, look at me. Twitter, you actually have to engage in some kind of an intellectual debate. Mm-hmm. And, and I just, as, as soon as I went to Twitter, I have senators and congressmen texting me like, hey man, I'm looking at putting together a workout. I'm on Capitol. It's like, <laughs> if people who take care, I always... And it's been shown in studies that people are more likely to get jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, being fit is a great thing. Obviously, my physique is a bit of a hyperbole on fit. <laughs> but, and bodybuilding is hyperbole on fitness. Sure. Like, obviously, it's not attainable. But guess what? Playing like LeBron James isn't, isn't attainable. Playing like Kobe Bryant isn't attainable. Yet every time my kids throw something in the trash can, they say, Kobe, so and there's there's nothing wrong with elite people doing elite things. Yeah. And that's that's what bodybuilding is. But if you look at what the media did to bodybuilding, big, dumb, tiny penis, it's mm. exactly what they're doing to people who go against their agenda. Mm. And I'm, it's amazing. I kind of segued into that, but I never even thought of it that way. But if you look at it like they, they did. There's right. no reason why somebody, why muscle equates to stupidity when no. <laughs> every piece of scientific literature yeah. shows the exact opposite. Yeah. The evidence is, it's not even a theory. It's a proven point that exercise makes you smarter. Mm-hmm. Yet those who exemplify exercise are big, dumb meatheads with tiny penises. Yeah. It's, it's funny. You know, there are so many things that we are socially conditioned to accept or believe or assume but it's funny because it starts really early. I mean, look at look at cartoons, right? Look at stuff aimed for children. You always have right. these stereotypes, okay? So the smart character is the skinny one with the glasses, right? The, mm-hmm. the dumb character. <laughs> the dumb character yeah. is always the strongest, but like they can't string sentences together. <laughs> you yeah, know, they're, it's, they're, it's they're, so true. They're, and, and it's like, and, and it's, it's funny. I mean, maybe there's an exception with a, certain superheroes i think superheroes might be the sort of exception there where you can actually be buff and be intelligent but it seems like in yeah but it seems like in everything else or even in movies there is just that very pervasive stereotype and we all are influenced and programmed and conditioned by things that are put out there um i mean you were you know i don't want to we don't need to get super political on this podcast and but it's not really a political thing but what you were saying with the media, for example. So I am someone who is, I mean, I don't identify as a Trump supporter. Um, if I were American, I'm open 
in saying that given the current circumstances and the options, I would most certainly <laughs> vote for him. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the times when people call me um, a Trump supporter or a Trump apologist or whatever, all I am doing is defending the truth, right? So all I am doing is trying to lay out the facts and dispel some of the nonsense that people are saying, because it's the same here in the UK or in the USA. I found that with most people who very vocally dislike Trump, if I ask them specifically what it is that they dislike or what specifically he said that they have a problem with or what specifically he did that they have a problem with, quite literally, I'd say 90% of the time, it is something that he has never done or never said, but that the media narrative has said that he said. You see what I mean? So people will say, oh, well, if someone is they're trying to convince me that he's racist, they'll say, oh, well, he called white supremacists very fine people. I say, no, he didn't. I have factual, I have factual proof. You can go and watch that video on YouTube. He said the opposite in, in very clear terms. He, the, even the media tried to trap him again and said, oh, wait, hang on. Is this what you were saying? And he said, no, that is not. So they'll say that, or they'll say, um, what are the other ones? Oh, he called all Mexicans rapists. No, no, he didn't. Right? You can go back, watch that speech. I'll say, okay, quote me, tell me his exact words. Does he sometimes bumble over his words and not speak super clearly and phrase things in a way that I personally would not phrase them? Sure. But you also have to go with what he actually said, right? If he's this terrible person, then you don't need to make things up, right? Just go with what the truth is. But as soon as you start telling me lies or you start making things up or blowing things, you know, misquoting, then I'm like, well, you're not, we're not speaking on the same facts anymore. There are very valid criticisms of every single person, certainly including him. There are tons of things that, uh, you know, about his personality or things that I can totally understand that people don't like, but it's crazy when so many people have formed such a strong opinion, not just on him, but also the people who support him based off of stuff, which is provably false, demonstrably false. And this is several years later down the line. And I'm kind of like, look, if you still are with all this stuff, then either I think you are, you are either naive or you're dishonest, right? It's one, it's one of the two. Maybe you just literally don't know and you never went and checked the facts or you're just simply being dishonest. You know, you're not telling the truth. And neither of those are particularly, I mean, I, ironically, those are the things that they say him and his supporters are doing. <laughs> But it's like, that's why the whole thing just kind of makes me like, oh, gosh, like, what's going on here? Yeah, I, I think it's it, 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 I hope it's not by design. You know, I'm not I'm not one of those guys who thinks that there's this master conspiracy, but it's starting it, like I, I have an open mind. Like, for example, I was pro choice up until this year. Mm. And um, after years of deliberating, I'm finally like, you know what? I can't roll with that anymore. You know, I'm not afraid to admit when I was wrong. When I get more facts, the problem yeah. is when people become pigeonholed in a movement, mm. when they become um, tribal yes. and humans are tribal creatures. And that's what's great and bad about humans. It's um, you look at the Nazis, you look at everything like and that's why America is not a democracy. I, I, I put someone wrote on a tweet the other day. Well, no majority rule. Actually, no. This is a constitutional republic. And that's a beautiful thing because in World War II, the majority thought all the Jews should be exterminated. Um, There's a reason why we have a constitution, why we have a set rules, because sometimes groupthink, sometimes tribalism can lead to some really, really, really disgusting things in human history. And that's when we have to fight back. And that's why, yeah, we went for how many years with this beautiful constitution, right? We still had slavery. We still had, as early as, as Joe Rogan would say, one people ago, as many as one lifetime ago, we threw all 
Japanese people in camps in the United States with this beautiful constitution. See, the thing about a constitution is we will get it wrong. And luckily, as you have for for, um, slavery, it kind of took a civil war. Okay, it took a big bloodshed Mm -hmm. of American lives. Now, for internment camps, we ruined a lot of lives, but you're able to reverse course and get back on track. So there's always going to be periods in any constitutional republic where you have a whoopsie. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for slavery, America took so many years. But granted, it was what it was just that was a different time. It of was course. a horrible time. Yeah. And OK, but now moving forward, like looking back at my life choice theory, I could sit here all day and complain about my mom being on drugs, about, you know, all the crappy things I saw about mm. the attempted suicides, about all this stuff. Or the thing is, in the real world, like my neighbor does not care. My employees, as much as they, they might like me, mm-hmm. they don't care. They want me to deliver. My kids need me to deliver as a father. Okay. My company needs me to deliver as a CEO. My wife needs me to deliver as a husband. You can't sit there and just be mad about the past. Right now, I see as much as people say, we're in the most amazing time in human history. Fact. Amazing. We literally can access the entire world. Oh, it's crazy. A phone. I don't have to go to a library. My kids haven't, I don't think they've been in a library in their life, (laughs) except if they got lost on the way to lunch or something. Uh, You know, we're in a beautiful Renaissance period. And I love when people say things like, well, it's the most racist ever been. I'm like, did you forget the sixties? Like Lyndon B. Johnson, a Democrat, by the Mm -hmm. way, used to drop the N word on national TV. Like it was nothing. You just say it like it was like the word the. Yeah. And, like America and, and, and also other, other developed countries, mm-hmm. look, we're, we're going to have our issues. We're never going to be perfect. We're never going to be yeah. harmonious. But the, the excuses people have for not achieving, not succeeding, for me, it's like, well, I'd be where you are if I had steroids. Really, did steroids make the Inc. 500 <laughs> nine times? Nine times I've been on the Inc. 500, yet all they see is a meathead. And I understand that because at the end of the day, it is their fault for not thinking, for not researching. But the stuff, I forgot the, the statistic, but you're, you're faced with, I think, 300 plus impressions, just driving the store, impressions being ads, being okay. car logos, all this stuff is coming in, coming in. Most people do not stop to process it. So if you watch NBC, CNN, whatever, and all you hear is orange man bad, mm-hmm. orange man bad, mm-hmm. orange man bad, bodybuilder dumb, you know. That's what you're going to roll with because (laughs) who has the time? Even people are outspoken. Do you really think Alyssa Milano knows what the hell she's talking about? Oh, absolutely There's no way. There's no way she's actually object. Now, you could read for confirmation bias and not know what the hell is going on. Confirmation bias, it's a a dangerous (laughs) thing. And if she's reading for confirmation bias, absolutely. But what I challenge people to do, and I always say people get mad at me, it's like, you know what? I, I listen to Fox Business mostly because I care about the stock market because I need to know what the market's doing. But I also like to turn on CNN once in a while. It's tough, mm-hmm. yeah. but I want to hear that. And I want to go read some left-wing stuff. I want to read some crazy Trump stuff. I want to take all that information mm-hmm. and I want to decipher it. Just like training, people are like, hey, full body training versus body part. I'm like, I hate full body training, of course. Yeah. But science says this. Why don't you try both of them? Mm-hmm. People need to objectively look at things. And that's where we lack as a society right now. That's our biggest downfall as a human race, not a race, a human race, is not being able to objectively process information. Today's podcast is sponsored by fastbitcoins.com. 
FastBitcoins.com provides a simple way for people to buy Bitcoin directly from their bank account or with cash in physical stores. Their services are available in the UK, Estonia, and Canada, and they'll soon be available in parts of Asia, Africa, and Australia too. FastBitcoins is committed to building high-quality Bitcoin-only services. They want to make sure that the growing number of people interested in buying and benefiting from Bitcoin can do so easily, securely, and with as little hassle as possible. Find out more about their services at fastbitcoins.com, including how you can earn Bitcoin for free using their referral scheme. That's fastbitcoins.com. Go check them out. Yeah, you you nailed that, man. You nailed that. Yeah, I don't know. There's there's so much there. I mean, on the news thing, I mean, I, I was at, funnily enough, I was thinking that just this morning is, I was thinking that there shouldn't really be right-wing news and left-wing news, right? There should just, there should just be the news, right? News should be facts and information. There sh- mm-hmm. that, that shouldn't be conservative or liberal or right or left or whatever. And I think it's actually a big shame. I think this is, I think this is actually worse in the U.S. I think it's more polarized in the U.S. than, say, in the U.K., where there is not, of, of those channels you just named, none of them are neutral. Yeah. They're not even just slightly one way either, right? It's not like, okay, this is just a slight bias perhaps or a slight blind spot, right? It is like Fox News is news for Republicans, right? Yeah. <laughs> CNN, <laughs> You're right. You're CNN right. and MSNBC right. Is, is news for Democrats. And it's not even, it's not even subtle. Like I, I feel like when I was, I mean, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I don't pay a lot of attention to the news now, but certainly when I was a child and a teenager, I still didn't, but I do remember that, you know, I always remember Fox being the one that people would talk about. Yeah, like Fox has a bias, but then people sort of assumed the other ones were fairly neutral, right? CNN certainly was seen as being, you know, in in the middle, straight shooters. Whereas now it's just like, you know, if you still believe that, I mean, I'm I'm here in the UK. (laughs) I'm not even watching it that much, but it's like, you you watch some of the talking heads on there and I'm like, how can anyone even still at this stage believe that this is just a, a neutral, no agenda, down the middle channel? And it's just, it's just not. And I think that's a shame because it's like, there is no way, I don't even know now if I wanted to go online and I just wanted to get just the facts. I don't want spin. I don't want opinion. I don't want interpretations on it. I just want to know what happened. That is remarkably difficult to find, which is strange given how much information is out there. I, I think we're in a situation where there's no money in being fair. Yeah. If there's money in polarizing views, getting people uh, riled up. And they add, the ad money is what pays the bills. And that's what corrupted them. And also, if you look at all the, you actually follow the money, you look at the George Soros and then the Koch brothers on the right, it makes complete sense that both sides are, are monetarily motivated. Because Honestly, like CNN, if it wasn't for Trump, would they even be in business? They'd have nothing to talk about. Mm. Um, like, like it or not, I get a lot of my news from BBC as well mm. um, in over over the pond. Uh, yeah. I find them to be, you might find them slant. I don't, for me, that is as neutral as it gets because they're, fairly they're reporting on things. And they're, they're fairly neutral. They, they might lean a little left, but everybody mm. who leans a little right thinks everybody else is a little left. Yeah. So they interviewed me once for a piece, I think, what was it three years ago? And they were extremely fair. They reported exactly what I said. Mm. I've had nothing but good, you know, good experience in the BBC and the um and what they provide as a news service. What yeah. it's it's just kind of and that's why I get back to like people need to like no other time in history look beyond the news. They mm. need to do their research. They need to look at all views because we're getting bamboozled on both sides. And 
it's all for political gain. It's not for what you like. And if you look at what's going on, what's really crazy about the states, I don't know if you've seen this over there, but the lockdowns have essentially become Republican versus Democrat, which is disgusting. So, yep. It's kind of, it is, it's kind of it similar is disgusting. Here. Yeah. It, it's crazy because Republican states, we're, dude, I can go outside right now. It's like we <laughs> never had a lockdown. Yeah. There's a couple people in masks wearing them completely wrong, which is another topic. <laughs> but people are all funneling them. A lot of people have them under their nose. It's, yeah. it, it might be a saying, but we do not deserve masks. <laughs> and it's, it's like they're touching it. They're they're pulling it down to talk to people. I'm like <laughs> And I saw this all at the grocery store yesterday. I was yeah. my mind was blown. Um, you know, I <laughs> And but then you got California who says they're basically canceling school for the year. Also, what's really funny is the statistics don't back it up. The states that have opened up are actually doing better. Mm-hmm. Our numbers are better. We have less deaths, less infections. Yeah, and then and then they'll they'll pull one little case, like oh, in Georgia, this church got infected. I'm like, wow, one church. Ten thousand people in nursing homes died in New York. You're yeah. worried about twenty people at a church in Georgia, and then California ruled that churches can stay shut down mm, um i saw that I, I did, and but that was again even our courts are are, are partisan like if that would have gone to a, a right-wing judge one that trump appointed yeah <laughs> it's like judges have one job and one job only that's to rule based on the interpretation in the constitution therefore every judge should rule pretty much within 10 percent of each other mm-hmm. but no why do you think there's that big fight to get justices on the supreme court yeah. because it's literally they're playing politics with Supreme Court, which is just insane. It, it shouldn't be that hard to interpret the Constitution, but it is. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a shame, you know. I mean, I do wish that things could be, I don't know, it, it would be cool if things could just generally be less politicized. And mm-hmm. I mean, I have a few theories about why that is becoming more and more the case. I think the media is a big part of it. Because people are sort of just getting to, you know, Scott Adams talks about the, what does he say? What, one, uh, one screen, two movies, or yeah, I think that's how he says it. And it is very much like that because, I mean, I, I did see some surveys of something like 90% of people who watch MSNBC never watch Fox News or something. And then the people who watch Fox News, they're more likely to watch uh, MSNBC and CNN, but it's still like not very much. So, if you think of it over the course of years, right, or even decades, perhaps, you've got sort of two sides of the country getting totally different versions of some of the same information. And it's not just what's being put out there. It's also what's being omitted, right? So there are certain things that do happen, which everyone, you know, I'll talk to my Republican friends in the US and they, they all know about this thing, right? Like everyone, everyone's aware yeah. of this. And then like, I'll talk to more Democratic liberal leading people. Oh, like, oh, like, what about this thing? And they're just like, totally oblivious to, <laughs> to, to, to this whole, to this whole situation. And I'm kind of like, yeah. that is, that is not good. And it's not good because it breaks down empathy. I mean, it's weird. Cause sometimes on Twitter, I will, I, you know, you go down those rabbit holes where you actually just, just look, look at other people's profiles and you're seeing what's retweeted and you're seeing what people are writing. And it's almost like, some people, I, I just look at their stuff and I mean, I'm not even engaging. I'm just reading and I'm like, you have a whole different sense of reality to me, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, everything this person is saying, I'm just like, this has no relation whatsoever to my reality or my experiences or people I've spoken to or people mm-hmm. I know. 
Um, you know, I, just, just earlier today, I was reading some woman's posts and she was talking about how she, uh, how she recently had to cut off uh, one of her relatives because she found out that she voted for Trump. And she, she went on this tirade about how everyone who votes for Trump is brainwashed and they're part of a cult. And uh, there's no reason to vote for him unless you're racist and sexist, et cetera. And I could tell she was being genuine. Like she genuinely believed everything she was saying. Yeah. And I'm just reading that like, wow, you really, and, and it's the irony in it, right? It's like, you do yeah. not see that you are the one who has been brainwashed. If you, be, if you truly believe that everyone who voted for Trump is racist and that there's no reason to vote for Trump, except the fact that you are racist, then- it's, it, we kind of had a similar thing yeah. in the UK with Brexit. There was, yeah, there was, I, yeah. There was I saw a, that. I was very interested in that because oh, okay. <laughs> the parallel. I, I watch. I know more about that thing than I know about the US. Man, okay. I'm so fascinated with because we don't learn about the thing is you guys learn about US. I'll let you get, but you guys learn about US history over there in school. We don't learn about anything but America. We, we actually no, like, no, America we don't. It's very America. No, we, oh, we don't. Really? We don't. No, we don't learn about US history here. I just Especially know about 1776. It. You're still mad at that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I was in the American school system from kindergarten uh, to fifth grade. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got a much deeper understanding of yeah. the U.S. than most people here. But if, if you're in the UK, UK school system, like most people don't even know like how okay. the U.S. became a country. Yeah. So you're talking about Brexit and how it was kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just saying there are a lot of parallels as in you had a good percentage of people who truly believed that everyone who voted for Brexit was just racist and xenophobic and they just hated immigrants and brown people. It had been framed that the only reason yeah. you would vote for Brexit is because you are racist and you want to massively cut mm -hmm. down immigration. And yeah. it's like, that is just such a, uh, here, here's a big, here's the thing. Uh, do you know what? The, everything we're talking about, I think I, I real, I'm realizing what is going on here. And the ultimate problem is people trying to distill multifaceted issues and problems mm -hmm. into a single issue. Yes. Right. That is what's happening. So mm -hmm. there could be 500 reasons why somebody may vote a certain way. Yeah. But you're trying to boil it down to one thing. And, and that one thing is yeah. the worst possible thing. Right. So. Yeah. It, you can't get much worse. You can't yeah. Get much worse. Yeah. So it's going straight to, <laughs> oh, it's got to be because you're racist and sexist. It's like, um, no, what about like this policy? What about that policy? What about this belief system? What about this idea? What about, it's like, there are so many reasons why somebody may vote a certain way, either way, that aren't simply you're a Nazi or you're a commie, right? If you would exist in real life, you should already have worked out by now that most people are not Nazis <laughs> and most people are not yeah. commies, right? Like, uh, most people are not Nazi. Oh, of, uh, so, so am I. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, they, they've been doing their diversity hiring recently. It must be. <laughs> but, no, yeah, I don't think the Nazis are big fans of us, man. I got I to gotta be serious. But you know what's funny? I call it like Candace Owens and, and, and that whole Blackset movement has really kind of enlightened me when I see a bunch of dorky little white dudes call them not black. Oh, gosh. <laughs> like, She's black. <laughs> like, if I vote for Trump, or Biden, nobody accused me of not being white, yeah. right? But if you're black and you don't vote for a Democrat, automatically not black. You got a bunch of these virtue signaling little white people <laughs> telling them that they're not black. And I'm like, bro, I'm like, I understand she might have a non-typical black opinion, but I'm looking at the same person you're looking at, unless mm -hmm. she has a really great tan, she's black. 
Yeah. All right. And and all these it's just and the Hodge twins. I don't know, you probably you know them from back in the of day. Of course, of course. Those guys, <laughs> such such close friends of mine. And people really think they're putting on an act. Um, yeah. their whole, you know, they're the conservative twins. Man, I've known those guys forever. Like we've been boys forever. We used to do collaboration videos. They came to my my party when we the, the TV show I was on. Like good friends. And um, dude, they've always been conservative. They were conservative <laughs> before they could yeah. say they were conservative. Like back in the Obama days, they didn't say shit. Yeah. I'm sorry. And they didn't say anything. <laughs> Trump got elected. It just slipped. I'm, I'm, being, I'm channeling the Hodgkins. Trump got elected. And, and they're like, oh, well, let's try this. And it worked. It clicked. Mm. And those guys are so funny. If you talk about funny, yeah. in real life, they are funny. <laughs> you can't, you, you almost crash your car. Those guys, yeah, if, if anybody, like, I'm sitting there, like, I was driving once. I swear, I almost drove off the road. I was, they don't stop. They're constant. Yeah, and yeah. there's two of them. And they're just going back and forth. And, um, and we put a crown in front of them. Yeah. It's like this. It's, they're, they're phenomenal. But, yeah, that's the thing is that they get called, if you talk oh, about boy. racism, the oh, stuff gosh. that white liberals call the Hodge twins. I'm sure you get it the same. I've, I've had I've had it for years. It's it's funny. It, do you know what's what's interesting is people are finally becoming aware of it because I have experienced because I'm not someone who has really sort of shifted politically, right? No. I've always been certainly by UK or American standards. I've always been somewhere where people would call like center right. Okay, yep. um, which should not surprise anybody, right? I'm I'm Nigerian. I and what you were talking about is it's even funnier. Because on yeah. a global level, black people are way more conservative than white people. Yes, they like, are. Way, anyone who is questioning this, like, please go to Africa. Like, please go to any country in Africa and talk yeah. to me about how most black people are liberal. Like, that is the most insane statement. And it's, it's, yeah. it's like, I, I don't know, like, if you literally compare African countries and what people actually believe yeah. Versus Europe or Australia or Canada or the US. And you are in for a very rude awakening. Yeah. I mean, we have it. We have it really good out here. And that gives yeah. us the opportunity to be mad at things we shouldn't be mad <laughs> at. And that's and that's that. And, you know, what I always tell people is, look, this political thing, whatever, all you could do is make sure that you and yours. No, number one, take care of you and yours. Obviously, be charitable. Yeah. We need. And one thing I learned during this pandemic, we need to take care of ourselves, take care of our family, our friends, those close to us, because, you know, at the end of the day, all we can do is improve ourselves. You know, all this stuff goes around and people have excuses for this, for that, the other, like I have, no matter what in America, and I know a lot of people in, in the UK, in America, a situation where a dumb meathead like me can actually become really successful, you know, and build this dream home in Tennessee and have a beautiful family. And you can come up from nothing in this kind of society, mm. in a free open society. And I think that a lot of people always think that someone's holding them back. And I don't know if you're, a ben, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on Ben Shapiro. I really like, I think he's a, a really smart dude. Really smart dude. He's a very, he's a very friendly guy as well. Yeah. He seems like the nicest guy in the world. And I'm like, and he's, he's legit. I got to give props to my Jewish homie. Yeah. But um, his thing is the great thing about America is nobody cares. Nobody cares about you enough to hold you back. Mm -hmm. And that really resonated when I was listening to his podcast. And I'm like, you know, he makes sense because nobody, nobody helped me, but nobody hindered me. Nobody's like, you know what? I'm going to keep that dumb, dumb meathead dead. You know, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep it up. I had every opportunity to go to make it or to fail. 
I could have gone down and started doing drugs like my mom, but I didn't. I persevered. I made it. And when things got tough, I worked harder. When I ran out of money, I found a way to make money. Legit. You know, and that's the thing a lot of people don't understand. We've been told all along the man is holding you down. The man is holding you down. I'm not just talking about the the famous white guy holding down the black man. I'm not talking about that. We've been told everybody's holding us down. Yep. Trump's holding us down. Soros, look, will I ever make Trump money? Will I ever make George Soros money? Probably not. But I'm pretty friggin' happy with where I'm at right now. Yeah. And there's no reason why everybody can't at least make a decent living. And that's why I told people who lost their jobs. I feel so bad for people who lost everything during these shutdowns. It's horrible. It's criminal. And the government did not do enough to make up for what they did. And I hope to God they have reparations later on. I hate to use that word, but you literally snipe small businesses yeah. while Sam Walton's family and, <laughs> and Jeff Bezos got rich. Yeah, okay, that, so crazy. look, Kroger is hiring, Walmart's hiring 5,000 people a day. Get a job. Don't ever rely on government or anyone else to take care of yours. Start a side hustle. Do something. Take matters into your own hands. Do not let society take care of you. You take society. You take care of society. And that's where a lot of people realize the harder you work, the luckier you get. Yep. And a lot of people think that there's this magical, mystical being just down. And it just isn't there in really bad countries, you know, really, um, you know, Brazil, things mm -hmm. like that, where there is a hierarchy and they've made it. So hard work is easier to profit on or to, you know, become successful on in a developed country like America, like the UK, you can, you can make it. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, people are so worried about, Oh, if Trump, man, I didn't care if Hillary got elected. I'd still do my thing. You, you, my you'd business be all right. Yeah. Yeah, I'd be fine. Obama years, some of the best years of my life. Everybody's yeah. like, oh, he did. He did a lot of weird things. He did a lot of okay things. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the president only has so much power. Mm -hmm. Our system is made for it to not do anything. Yep. There's so many checks and balances. And because imagine if every four years you could just flip over <laughs> and just change. Yeah. It's really hard to change things. So, well, I think my message at the end of the day is just, you know, don't rely on others. Just there's no reason why you can't work. Work well, it's going to be hard and your job might suck. Mm -hmm. But you know what? At the end of the day, you're going to work. You're going to provide. And that's a man's job. That's a, In fact, that's a strong woman's job now mm -hmm. if you're a, a working mom. You know, that's everybody's job in society is to pull you on. I'd be like, well, you know, these lockdowns, you know, like if I'm afraid to go to work, I, I can't go to work. How am I going to get paid? I'm like, you don't. That's how society works. It's risk. You don't see the guy who washes windows. There's a guy washing windows by my house. Had to be 80 stories in the air. It was like, whoa. Like, he's taking risk every day. Like, mm -hmm. there's risk in life. We're all taking risk. That dude's probably getting paid 80 grand a year to clean windows. Yeah, It's inherent in life. So what I always tell people is, man, you know what? All this Trump, Biden, Obama, whatever, <laughs> pay attention to it. It's part of what you do. Vote for the better of the two, in your opinion. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's up to you. Yep. I would, no, no politician is coming to save you. No government is going to save you. And uh, like I said, as I've said before, if your life was crap before whoever got elected, then yeah. it's going to still be crap after they get elected. If your life was doing going great and you were doing well and you were putting in the work and you were happy beforehand, you are and should also be happy afterwards, right? There's 330 million people in the USA, right? If you think that one guy sitting in the Oval Office is going to miraculously either save you or destroy you, then you're 
you're tripping. Like you've you've lost track of reality. You're you're putting way too much stock and way too much faith in things that you have very little control over. Yeah, sure you can vote, but you know, firstly, yeah. you've only you've only got two options. You know, right now your options are Biden and Trump, <laughs> which in itself I find yeah. hilarious. Which in itself I find very funny. <laughs> Dude, they're both so old. Like that's like that's like your crazy old grandfather who's like on the brink of senile, or or in fact senile at the moment. And and you're literally like, has anybody does anybody under eighty run for the office? Like I'm looking at this like, like have you not looked at how old? The, like Pelosi looks like she's like dead. It's like, crazy. Maxine Waters has been along forever. Look at even on the what, what's that dude's name? Like, McConnell, dude. McConnell, oh, yeah. like, what? What's up with that guy? Yeah. You know, it's like, dude, like, we need fresh minds. <laughs> you know, we need some. We need somebody who doesn't have to wear adult diapers to work. Yeah. In in the in the in the and that's why that's why you know I've thrown it out there. You know, I I, I might have to run. You know, I think that you know, say what you will about uh, AOC, and she's so polarizing, and she's <laughs> probably bodybuilder dumb, but. <laughs> but, but dude at least she's young and fresh and hip yeah. you know she looks good in a dress i mean there's a lot of things i could say but she kind of paved the way for you know the standard everyday bartender to get a job on capitol hill and bring some really asinine ideas to the table yeah but at least she's not 90 i mean <laughs> i think she's kind of weird but you know what it's would you rather have like it just it looks better it just looks better that yeah, you don't I have some like mean. How long? Like, there needs to be term limits, bro. I just, I just kind of like, wish she was problem. right. Yeah, I just wish she wasn't wrong about almost everything. Then that would yeah, be oh, everything. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I'm just like, oh my gosh, like, what is? How? What are you saying? Um, but yeah, I mean, from from <laughs> <laughs> the, theoretically, I sort of like the idea, but the actual ideas themselves, I'm just kind of like. Some, oh, good, sometimes good. ideas don't always translate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, like, it's just the communist <laughs> oh, manifesto, God, yeah. manifesto or something. Awesome, man. Uh, before we before we wrapped up, actually, I wanted to um, talk talk a little bit about you know the the other side of life. Of course, you know, with you being a you know a dedicated husband, you know, mm -hmm. father of of three kids, everything like that. How has that uh you know how has that sort of changed your life, and how does that drive and motivate you in everything that you do? I really, honestly, being a dad is phenomenal. Like, obviously, I love my wife, but she knows she's definitely number four on the depth chart, you know? Um, being a father is the greatest thing in the world. And without her, obviously, the kids won't, won't possible. Um, <laughs> it changes you intellectually. It changes you what your priorities are. And if it doesn't change you, you're not a good parent. Mm. You know, I, I see a lot, I, I hear a lot about deadbeat. I couldn't imagine not being with my kids all the time. My wife and I went through a rough patch and that's what kind of brought us back together, some counseling. And we also figured out that, you know what? It's worth it to stay together because we want our kids to have a two-parent household. Yeah, That was my goal from the beginning of time because if there's anything to say about my parents, all their faults, the one thing I, I, I had both of them, while mm -hmm. they weren't always there, there was two. And I, I, I'm not saying it can't work with single parents. I'm just saying the statistics are against you. I'm big on numbers. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people... Might not look at me and say, well, there's a guy who lives life by statistics. I'm a statistic <laughs> freak. Yeah. You know, and the statistics are stacked against single parent households. They just are. So for me, it, it made me, I would never be this level of success. My relative success, obviously, to some people, it might not be much success. To me, it's phenomenal. I have a, a house with, with kids and a wife and we're happy. And, you know, we're, we're financially, we're not stressed. 
And kids make me work harder because when you're working and you're grinding for yourself, it doesn't give you that survival instinct. When you have a kid, you literally are not only providing for yourself, you can't lose everything anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, you're always struggling because you know that that mouth over there needs you to provide, needs mm-hmm. you to put food in it, put shelter over its head. So for me, when I had, when our daughter was born in 2006, I was just looking over some baby pictures this morning. It's like, I realized that this is no longer about the grind. It's no longer about the hustle. And this is even before Instagram. This is about providing. This is about doing what my job on earth is to do. And that's to provide for and rear a family. But there's, there's nothing I love more than, you know, going to soccer games and, and doing all that. And all these things that people, oh, no, I have to do this. So I'm like, I get to do this. You know, I'm that dad, you know, watching practice. Like sometimes practices when you're in the extreme, like my kids are extremely competitive, travel league, crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they don't let parents watch. The, I'm literally sitting there zooming in on my iPhone trying to watch the practice. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm that guy. Um, so it's everything, you know, family is everything. It's, it just changes a person. Mm-hmm. And for those of you who are parents, you, you get it. And if you don't, I want you to sit back and just take some time and meditate on it and realize that that's your world right there. Everything else, everything else is meant to support this. I love that, man. That sounds like a good, uh, a good note to end on. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think that's the, that, that's the note everybody, I mean, family is everything, you know, and, yeah, and, you have so many years to develop them into great human beings, thinking human beings, loving. You have so much to think about. All the you have to teach them love. You have mm-hmm. to teach them. You have to demonstrate love. You know, you, you, that's why people who are gr- girls who get into abusive relationships generally were raised in abusive relationships. Yeah. You know, by abusive parents. Yeah. So I never was big on alcohol, but I don't want my kids to develop that habit. Mm-hmm. You know, I want my my kids are athletes because they see me do athlete stuff. So it is, it is one of those things where you just have to, you know, you have to practice what you preach. Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's what I love about it. So yeah, that's, that's my thing on parenting. That's awesome, man. Well, from, from where I stand, it looks like you're, you're doing a great job on all these fronts, man. So uh, much respect to you, brother. And uh, yeah, you're an inspiration to a lot of people out there. Likewise, man. Awesome, man. And uh, where can people find you online? Well, you can find me on all the social mediums at uh, Mark Lobliner, M-A-R-C-L-O-B-L-I-N-E-R. Uh, TigerFitness.com is the easy one. And I own MTS Nutrition and the Outright Bar and another brand called Ambrosia. So that's where I'm at. But just follow me. Hit me up. Um, yeah, I'm easy. And, and also, I, I reply to all my own DMs. I don't have like an assistant or something. So if you want to chat, I'm always open. Awesome. Mark Lobliner, thank you so much for coming on the show, bro. Thank you, brother. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. 
Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.